0: With over 10 hours in Starfield, I can finally say that it is winning me over. I did have to let go of some expectations and things that I wanted to do. I had to really alter the way that I was playing the game, but I'm finally able to feel that sort of pull to jump back in, not just jump back in, but to keep going and to even get to the end of at least the campaign. Rather than just hoping that it gets better, I'm definitely feeling a desire to play more. Now be sure to check out my previous stream. I did a stream where I Said, listen, here's a monologue. Here's some things about how I think you can enjoy this game. Basically, calling on folks to sort of let go of some of the things they were expecting or hoping to see and playing the game in a different way. Now, I applied those principles and those ideas, and that is what today is about. Why is it winning me over? What happened? What does this mean for Starfield's future? What does it mean for myself as well as the future of other games that are going to come from Xbox First Party Studios? Now, I put all the good info right here at the beginning so you don't have to go looking for it. Make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my live shows. So Starfield is finally winning me over. After 10 to 12 hours of gameplay, adjusting my expectations and my general approach to play style, I am having a much better time. I've turned the corner, and now I have a pretty strong desire to finish, at the very least, the campaign. And this was some pretty intentional effort that got this To take place. So I thought after my video about how to enjoy the game, I would sort of give a helpful walkthrough of what happened. Why am I now being won over by the game? Well, first, I want to talk about what the game is and what the game is not, okay? This touches on how the game was marketed. This touches on player expectations, That what Bethesda, I think, strongly leaned into and sort of they're relying on to make this game work and to make this game flow. You need to know that. I think expectations are everything. And much of Starfield's bright spots will not be seen by players who don't make adjustments or get far enough in the game. The second thing I want to talk about is what happened how far did i get in the game right what what took place that has me sort of saying all right i'm in i'm in i want to keep going what you know what transpired i don't think this is just a matter of playing more this isn't as simple as saying oh hey uh you know i just need to put more hours in i actually had to very very much adjust how i was playing as well as just sort of lower and adjust some of my expectations. Now, lastly, I do want to talk about the future of Starfield. Will Bethesda address some of the more glaring issues? What does ongoing support and the lead-up to launch and DLC look like? Like launching some DLC. What does that look like? Are they going to try to make bigger, vast improvements to the game. I'm going to talk about also how does this game function as a Game Pass game? Where do you think this game is landing with people who didn't buy it? They got to sort of try it, right? So first, let's just start with what this game is and what this game is not. Instead of beating the dead horse about marketing and promises and phrases like unparalleled freedom, I would rather talk about what many of us expected, why it was fair to expect those things, but ultimately why we have to let go of that and and just play the game as it is if there's any hope of enjoying it. So you're either going to accept that and play the game as it is or you're just going to have to move on and play something else. So the best way I can set this up is by saying that many of us thought this game was going to be No Man's Skyrim, right, We thought that we were going to get sort of the depth and the breadth of a Bethesda RPG mingled and sort of mixed with the freedom and the exploration of No Man's Sky. Now, I thought even after learning you couldn't land on the planets and take off from the planets, I still felt that was the game that we were going to get. And I think that expectation was totally fair. Big time fans of the game and those anticipating the game are the ones who even kind of came up with the phrase No Man's Skyrim. And the fact of the matter is, this game is not anything close to being a No Man's Skyrim experience. Now that's okay, but acceptance of this was sort of the first step in adjusting how I was playing the game, if you think you're going to be doing lots of exploration, if you think you're going to be sort of going into the far reaches of space and combing over planets, that's just not really one of the strong value offers that the game has, okay? I had to accept this, and I think it's helpful to first establish that, okay? That's what this game is not no man's sky has come an incredibly long way and if you are more heavily looking for space exploration and flying and landing then no man's sky is something you should play instead but if you're looking for an rpg in space well let's talk about what starfield actually is the game is at virtually every level fallout in space I can't see it any other way, right? And I think this is probably something people are heavily criticizing the game for. I've even seen some review scores that have said that there just isn't enough innovation here. This is just sort of very much another Fallout game. They just decided to do it in space instead. Now, others are happily plugging along. They've got 50 or more hours in the game. They think that that Fallout in space is exactly what they were looking for. And that's great, right? The more I played, the more I couldn't help but seeing Fallout under every square inch of this game. The NPCs, the looting, the way you manage your arsenal, switching between guns, the questing, even the story, okay? And the story gets quite good, I'm going to touch on that, no spoilers, but I will touch on the story in a moment when I talk about what happened, why I kind of turned the corner. But all of those things just feel like Fallout, like really much like Fallout, and the truth is, the Fallout format is enjoyable, It's somewhat dated, it's somewhat lacking in in, in evolution and innovation, I, I definitely think we can say that, but acknowledging this I think will help determine whether or not you should play the game. It could also help you pick up the game again and enjoy it. Or maybe this means you just need to write off this game completely and just don't bother, okay? I do think this is a fair assessment, though, that you're basically playing Fallout in space, and that's going to land on people differently. Depending on what type of player you are and the experience that you're looking for, you may decide to never come back ever again, or you may say, you know what, let me give that game another crack. It's not No Man's Skyrim, but it's Fallout in space. Now, before I move on to talk about what happened in my experience, I think we have to establish one more thing in the vein of what this game is and what this game is not. This game is good. This game is not great. Okay, it's good, not great. And I think a lot of the debates about review scores miss this aspect. We were promised a generational game and we got another Bethesda RPG in space. It's sobering to say that, but I believe it's also fair to say that. Bethesda RPGs stand very tall on their own, so it's a significant amount of praise just to say, hey, this is another good Bethesda RPG. Uh, But that's all it really is, okay? The the falling review scores in virtually every avenue, I think, points to this. This thing is not soaring very high, no matter where you look. If you want to claim there's media bias, if you want to claim people are review bombing... You have a lot of places that you need to explain why the score is so low, okay? The Xbox score in its own storefront is a 3.6. Now, that includes both PC and console users. There's a variety of complaints there. Some of them center around performance. Some of them center around issues on PC. A lot of them that I read were centering around the fact that this just did not feel like the game, the exploration game, they were looking for, okay? So, the Xbox score at a 3.6, that's a 72%. Now, the the Steam score has dropped from an 86% to an 81%. Remember when I said it was going to have a hard time holding on to 80% on Steam? That seems to be taking place, okay? As as the Steam score and the, the amount of people reviewing it has doubled, it's done nothing but fall. It has not gone up. It has gone down, and I largely attribute that to the fact that day one when all those review scores hit, it was only the people who had kept early access and kept playing, which makes sense why it landed in a more favorable score. Now, if you look at the global Steam score, it's at like a 79%. The Steam DB score, which is where they track Steam charts, it's at a 76%. I believe these scores represent all the things that I'm talking about. This is an approximation of where the game is landing with players. You can't claim media bias when at every place where the users, the players, can review, you can't claim that's media bias, and you certainly can't claim review bombing. There's no way enough people are going to Steam to, to, to sort of buy the game and bomb it to affect the score. It's nearing like 30,000 scores. I think people just have to accept that... This game has not delivered what many people were hoping for, and even in what it delivers, it's sort of rough around the edges. I've seen folks who are clearly longtime Bethesda fans bemoaning the fact that this is just another Fallout game in space, and that's why this game is good and not great. Large chunks of the gaming audience, and this game I think naturally appeals to this large chunk, are Bethesda fans. I think it's easier for them to see through the game. They can sort of track the lack of innovation, the lack of change, the lack of progress. It's more apparent to them. Watch Maddie Play's initial review. You can sort of sense the longer and more longtime fan you are of Bethesda games, I think the more you see kind of through the veneer here. It's not even, I don't think, a matter of being a big Bethesda fan, because I'm not even a big Bethesda fan, and I picked up on problems that were imported directly from Fallout 4 with respect to looting and the ammo economy. They just didn't make any changes, right? So even long-time Bethesda fans are not really super satisfied with this game. Some are, but some are not. So I think this is step one in getting to a place where you can be won over by the game. You just have to admit, it's not No Man's Skyrim, okay? It's Fallout in space, and the game is good. It's not great. You need to calibrate to that and see if you don't maybe have a better experience. So, I did that, and this is what happened. Let me kind of walk you through what happened with me and this game so without getting into spoilers I have about 10 maybe to 12 hours in the game I did some on Xbox and some on Steam but largely I'm landing around 10 hours okay and I am at level 10 it took me about 9 hours to get there so my save file on PC is at 8 hours and like 45 minutes or something so it took me that long to get to level 10 now people are looking at the achievements And how many people have gotten to, like, level 5 versus level 10? We don't know, you know, if was that because people weren't really able to track it until after launch date on Xbox? We don't know. The achievement numbers aren't looking so great on Xbox. They're looking a little bit better on PC, but that's how far I am. I am currently at level 10, and I got to Neon, and I completed this sort of clandestine style main quest that you do there. I'm not gonna go into details, but there's a quest that you do there, it's part of the main quest, and it's sort of sneaking around spy work, right? It's really fun. And I thought it was very enjoyable, I did have a few bugs, I even had a bit of a soft lock at one point, and I really, really enjoyed it. So why? Well, the first thing I wanna talk about is questing. This was probably the first time in the game that questing felt more elongated, it felt more RPG based. It was more enjoyable, okay? Instead of doing what I'm doing in this footage, I'm using this footage so you don't have any major spoilers. You do this for so many of the early game missions. It's, hey, go to this base or this cave, kill everybody, get something, and leave, okay? There's nothing wrong with having missions like that, but when I got to Neon and was doing this main quest, this was the first time I really felt like, oh, this is a good quest. There are cool things Happening. There was more layers to it. There was more dialogue, more listening, more decisions to be made. Fair warning this is also when the loading screens become very noticeable. Maddie Plays touched on this. Neon is notorious. You're going through lots of doors. And sadly, basically every door (laughs) is a loading screen. Not in the whole game, but in this particular area it is. And I believe it's kind of a shame because this quest was very well designed. It's a well designed quest and you're constantly getting snagged on those loading screens. Now, this quest isn't just fun because of how it plays out and because of what you get to do but because it honestly had all of the best parts of a Fallout quest right? It just, again, this is Fallout in space, right? It had all those good moments where you're sneaking around you're getting in discussions, you're persuading this person, well you can't persuade this person so you're going to have to fight this person and you know, you're know you getting in shootouts and stuff. It, it really was, I think, all the best pieces. And parts of a good Fallout quest, which I think, again, just reestablishes the fact that if you approach this game like it's Fallout in space and and you like Fallout, I think you're going to have a good time, all right? The second thing that happened at this point for me is the story takes a sharp turn in a really good way. Again, no spoilers, but this is one of those moments where you're going to say something to the effect of like, oh... I thought this was going to be a pretty straightforward story, but it sort of disrupts your expectations for where you thought things were going, and it does it in, I think, a really good way. It's like the best way possible. I think it's very intriguing. That's part of why I want to keep playing. I'm like, oh, story's actually pretty cool here. I, I want to, I want to kind of see what's what's going on, right? At times during the mission on Neon, I even kind of felt like I was playing cyberpunk. I'm not a big cyberpunk fan, but just the style, the aesthetic, the feel. It was, I think, very, very enjoyable sort of flow to it. And prior to this, when you get a new ability, this is another thing I don't want to spoil, but there's a mission where you're going to kind of float around a room and then you're going to get like this ability. Okay. No spoilers. That's pretty generic, right? I even think that mission was quite good. I actually think that mission should happen within the first hour of the game, <laughs> personally. I think that should completely cut the opening of the game. I think you should start, you should wake up in the ship, they should have you do your character creation right then and there, and say, look, we gotta go to this place and figure out what in the world's going on. You blacked out, okay? Just skip that whole front, and get right to the cool stuff. The beginning just doesn't feel necessary, and I really think it's gonna hurt this game's reception long term. Alright? Now... I say all that because I feel they had already laid really good groundwork and for the questing to get better when I got to Neon, but keep in mind, I'm a good chunk of the way into the game at this point, and I only got here by playing in a very beeline, sort of linear sort of way. This is one of the reasons I think some of the reviews took 15 to 20 hours to have this sort of like click moment, like the game clicks, okay? I got to this moment... Because I listened to these other people, and I completely changed the way that I was playing. I can't say at this moment that I wanted to continue because I wanted to. It was more out of curiosity, like, will the game get any better? And now I kind of feel a different way. It's like, oh, well, now I want to know what's going to happen. I want to see how the campaign progresses. And while this information should be helpful to you, this information is problematic. I need to be told to play in this way. I also had to force myself to keep playing. Anybody who isn't evolving or enjoying with the game, like that slow opener, it's very unlikely you're going to get this far. You're not going to get to Neon. You'll have walked away probably by the third hour, maybe, because it's just not a reason to press on and keep playing in those early hours. I think like me, people have to sort of abandon the free exploration style of gameplay or you're just never going to make it this far. 15 to 20 hours is a really tall order if you're just not really vibing with the opening. I think that's why Maddie and others took a lot longer to get to this point because they were exploring they were going off the beaten path and they only got here by basically saying okay I'm just going to start beelining I'm just going to start questing I think that's a real unfortunate reality for this game it really is I think that's a sobering reality of the game's quality as well that you just kind of have to ignore the periphery and just focus on the main quest and that's when things start to click now I know people are going to leave comments and say I'm not playing that way and I'm having a ball okay great. I think the people walking away, the people tapping out, I think they need to know this information. Because I wouldn't be surprised if they're like me, and if they press on and they get to this point, they'll start to enjoy themselves quite a bit more. And that's why I want to consider Starfield's future, okay? The first question I have for Starfield's future is will it have a much needed 2.0 moment that I actually feel is needed? The UI needs overhaul, the game desperately needs transmog, the start of the game and the onboarding needs to be completely reworked in my opinion, as I already said. There's so much in the beginning that could be cut, so much fat and unnecessary things could be just be trimmed right off the plate. Now, the question is, does Bethesda feel anything that I just outlined to even the smallest degree? Are they happy with the UI? Are they happy to let the mods fix the UI? What about folks on console, right? They're not getting any of that. I have found countless really cool spacesuits, really cool jetpacks and helmets, and I can't wear them because their stats are terrible. Like. I can't believe there's no transmog in this game. The lack of transmog feels like just one more thing in a long list of things that just show there's just a lack of innovation, evolution. There's just there's no modern game design principles at play here. You designed really, really cool-looking stuff and gear, and I'm constantly in the same stinking helmet because it has good stats. And so I think probably six... Really, really cool looking helmets I've just had to get rid of because number one, <laughs> I don't have enough weight. I can't even carry them in the hopes that like, well, maybe I'll put them in a display case or maybe they'll add transmog later. No, I don't have enough weight to carry them. So there's just some things I think really Need to be addressed. I'm I'm wondering the early game onboarding. It's a serious problem if they hope to grow this game or get new players or bring back players with with a DLC. With a DLC already planned, a great runway would be: Hey, we've done a lot of quality of life updates. We've really reworked the opener. You could even promote your DLC and say: Hey, we've completely reworked the opening of the game. Shrink down that click moment. Make it take maybe two hours, maybe three, not ten. And it only takes ten if you beeline, okay? That shouldn't be necessary to get to that moment where people say, oh, now the game is enjoyable. The average gamer is not going to give you that much capital. They're just not. There's a lack of trust there. It's like, well, the game's not enjoyable. How do I know the next seven hours are going to be worth it? You know, is it really going to turn... The corner i think they really need to streamline i think they need to get to the point where questing and the story is really turning within those first two to three hours instead of 10 to 15. pete hines honestly had some interesting comments about redfall that i think kind of land on this right the idea of like they're going to support redfall long term because He thinks people will be playing this game in the future, Redfall. And I'm like, I I don't see it. I don't even see the base level parts in Redfall being worth redemption. But hey, it's what Pete Hines says. I kind of like Pete Hines. So, let's see what you can do, Pete. Okay? In in my mind, he doesn't just say that, though. Okay? He also talks about Redfall functioning as a Game Pass game. So, how does Starfield function as a Game Pass game? That's something else I'm curious about with respect to this game's future, right? Like, given the low score on the Xbox score uh, store, if you go to the Xbox store, that's where the score is the lowest! It's the lowest there! Not on Steam, not on Steam Global, not on Steam Database, okay? <laughs> I don't even know if it's going to stay that low on Metacritic. The user scores are just getting review-bombed. It's a joke. Just don't even go there. But, if the Xbox store is that low that really kind of looks like it's not landing all that well with the Xbox crowd. I think, specifically, the Game Pass users. A lengthy, somewhat boring, slow onboarding process for Starfield may internally measure very poor with Game Pass users. Now, what does that mean for Microsoft's vision for Starfield and the future of supporting it? If internally they're tracking it and they're like, this game isn't landing at all. With Game Pass users, it's not even landing that well with just Xbox users, you know, in a, in a bigger sense. Well, what's that mean? Are they gonna Are they gonna think differently about this game's future, in light of that? What does that mean for any game like this landing in the future? Bethesda's next big game is, is Elder Scrolls Six. Well, ideally, it would learn a lot from what's happened with Starfield, right? Are you Are you gonna Are you gonna improve? upon the things that Starfield really did. Are you just going to make another Skyrim like, and just make it prettier? I think that'd be the concern, right? Well, that actually sounds pretty good. They, they could probably stay pretty close to Skyrim. I don't think it matters as much because Starfield really felt like it was going to be something larger than it is. I, I think people would accept that, but in general, I think the concern would be... Is the artistic vision going to be disrupted or influenced by how Starfield landed with Game Pass users? Beyond that, does Microsoft and Xbox, are they going to start to view Bethesda and Bethesda games differently, right? Are you going to start to think, listen, we have to drive Game Pass subs, we have to keep Game Pass subs, what's the best way to do that? Like, you're going to start to think about games as a method of that when Starfield sort of failed, what adjustments could be made? A game like Starfield almost feels antithetical to Game Pass, right? Now, I could be completely off base here. I could be 100% wrong. Uh, A giant game like Starfield, getting sort of the No Man's Sky treatment over the next two years or more, this could be the perfect game for Game Pass, right? You can always come back. You can always give it another go. And if you want to maintain the ability to do that, well, you need to stay on Game Pass. All in all, I hope Bethesda both wants to and is allowed to heavily invest in Starfield's future. I wouldn't call this launch a smooth one, not by a long shot. It is a very rough and unpolished foundation, but you can see the potential. You can sense the longevity. There's just a lot of rough edges and a lot of hurdles making it a challenge for people to keep playing. And more importantly, it makes it hard for people to enjoy playing. Even now when I play and I get into a groove with the game, my rhythm is quickly disrupted by inventory management, restrictive weight, the UI, fast travel, and more. I'm constantly reminded this game is in a rough state. Beyond that, I'm constantly reminded that this is a video game. And for an RPG that demands a lot of my time, the immersion factor really struggles for this reason. Goofy glitches and NPC bugs, I think they can be funny. They they can even be charming, right? But needing to wrestle with the game's systems, its menus, its UI, that's not going to get better with age. It'll become like a splinter in the bottom of my foot. If it goes unchecked, it may fester and it'll just make the game rhythmically frustrating, maybe even too frustrating to deal with. But for now I can say this, the game has won me over, and in spite of all my unmet expectations and the game's own shortcomings, I think that's an impressive feat, and if anything it speaks to the game's potential. Let's just hope for the sake of the game, and for gamers, Bethesda can tap into the good and leave behind the bad. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusion here. It's never fun realizing that the thing you've been looking forward to just isn't as exciting as you'd hoped, right? We've all had the Christmas morning blues or the birthday present blues, right? The shiny race car or the doll set just didn't really go as fast or sparkle as much as you thought that it would. Starfield definitely feels like the cool new toy that you turn over and you see batteries not included. I've had to do a lot of my own work and adjustments just to get the game to a state where I'm really enjoying it. The second thing I want to say is, Where the game ends up long-term is anybody's guess. Bethesda seems to have been given a lot of freedom under Microsoft's ownership, and I hope that continues. I don't want to turn around in three years and have another 343 situation on our hands. Despite all of its flaws, Starfield is a game that will likely lead to even better games from Bethesda in the future, so long as they learn from this. Maybe even consider switching engines. My conclusion is this. 2023 is really a tough year to launch a game that isn't quite ready for primetime. A lot of the opening acts this year have been strong, they've been substantive, they've been high quality, and we still have some very big games, some very big promising games on the horizon. Starfield certainly does a lot, I think, to get in its own way, but 2023 is getting in the way as well. When a year is this full of big, time-consuming, high-value games, you've really got to stick the landing. And more than that, you've got to keep running if you falter or you need to improve. For now, I want to keep playing. I even want to finish the campaign, which is a huge turnaround from where I was earlier this week. Let's just hope that isn't the only big turnaround for Starfield and its future, because for now, it doesn't look as bright as many had hoped. And that's the show open Thank you guys so, so much uh, for being here, for pressing the button. Yes, I, I I feel I'm being won over by the game. Make sure you guys are smashing like. Every Friday we start a little bit later uh, and then I switch at uh, at noon and I do a show with uh, 30 and still gaming. So we he and I will be debating whether or not this game is good. And so, let's get the daily goal up there. That's that. And we've got something new we can do. We can kind of slide out the current big goal, which is 4500. So, you're currently in like the 3200s. This is the Golem goal. I have to play Golem. And every time I complain, I have to gift a member. So, <laughs> I, will, uh, I will really struggle with that. So, that is something new that we're doing. Just to kind of remind you guys, we've got some cool things going on. Don't forget tonight, I am on Crossfire with Mooch and the gang at 8 p.m. Eastern and then we will be going live at 9 p.m. Eastern and we will be doing that we'll be doing that tonight is the Baldur's Gate 3 stream alright so make sure you are here for that very very excited to be back on Crossfire but also very very excited to jump into Baldur's Gate 3 with you guys a gifted member from John always Thank you so much for doing that. Let me get in here. I've got this new thing I've got to interact with, so it's a little bit of a... There we go. Thank you so much, John, always for doing that. And thank you, everybody else, for being here right now. I'm curious where you guys are right now. Have you put in more time? Uh, Have you turned a corner with Starfield like I have? I do think people are well within their right. Oh, yeah, don't forget about the coffee. Light roast. Uh, will be here, I believe, on the 22nd. Different era with 12 months of membership. Did you say the beginning of Starfield takes roughly 10 hours before things start going? Um, here's the thing. I got to thank some people from the show up open. Two spot from Pierce Taylor. Apex Drog with a brand new member. Oh, that's another new member. Thank you so much for that. Taking us to two. Six million players first week. Love it. Uh, I don't know if that's a big brag, though. The more we've looked at that number, I don't know if that number is the brag. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that 6 million just yet. It looks good, but then the more I think about it, I don't know. I- I'm going to continue to watch because this is probably their peak. It's dropping everywhere. Player numbers are dropping everywhere. Review scores are dropping everywhere. Um, I I do. That's why I ended with the future. Like I think the future of this game it's it's going to need some help. I think they could get it there. I think they could really make some great changes. I think they could really, yeah, I think they could really do it. Um, I struggle to, uh, it, I don't want to debate player-based numbers. I really, really don't. Yo, what's good, Mooch? Thanks for the shout-out, brother. Looking forward to the show tonight. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, thank you so much, Mooch. Um, oh, and by the way, uh, if you notice the really cool shirt that I'm wearing, this is another shirt from EC77. You can use the shirt command or you can go to EC77.co and use code Lono over there for 10% off. I'm waiting to play Baldur's Gate trying to get my friends bought in. I'm only playing Starfield a few hours but I will play more today. It's also not 6 million sales. Well, nobody's claiming 6 million sales. 6 million is not the majority of Game Pass subscribers. Halo Infinite had more and look at it. Yeah, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I just don't think this game launched very well. It wasn't even the top most played game on Xbox, and, you know, 25 million people can play it, and they don't have to spend a dime. Um, So I definitely think that's a concern. I don't think the game is landing... um, I don't think the game is landing particularly strong, uh, strongly, with the Xbox crowd. I don't. I think it's doing okay. It's doing well with Steam. Um, but the score even on Steam continues to drop. It's it's down from 86 to 81%. Now, remember, I told you guys, I said, Steam users are more critical. I think Steam users aren't going to put up with a lot of the stuff that we've seen. I think this game is going to struggle to hold on to 80% on Steam. And we're seeing that, right? We're seeing that. Yeah, I'm wearing the Starfield watch. Yeah, I ordered the collector's edition. I mean, everybody, everybody is, is shocked by that. Like, Sorry about that. Everybody is shocked by that, but it's like I've uh, <laughs> I've covered the game for a very very long time. I was really looking forward to it. One of the reasons I really kept going and really kept playing was because I wanted to enjoy the game. I was like, I'm not enjoying the game. Let me let me really try to wrestle this thing to the ground. Kicking it with Timmy B. Gifts a member and bumps the line to three. Thank you so much, sir. Um, at what point? Would you review the game higher than you first started? I don't really at this point have any reason to, to to increase my score. How do you like the watch? Um, it's nice if you're wanting like a modern day wearable. Um, I don't know how much they cost. What's the average like like iPhone watch or iWatch cost? I don't know. It just makes me want like I think an actual smart wearable uh five gifted members from do devas and we're going to work on having like really cool pop-outs like this to celebrate gifteds and other things this is just a reminder of the current goal we're going to start to have stuff like that for for like coffee orders for like gifted members so thank you so much for that do devas appreciate that so much guys if you just got a gifted member consider paying it forward you can do a little member gifted train i pay it forward when we hit 25 i give five back um I watch. You aren't this effing old. What do they call them? I don't know what they call smart. What they call them? Smartwatches. Anyway, I don't. I just think this makes me want like an actual smartwatch, right? It just makes me want two hundred for the series two. Yeah, I mean, this basically cost me 100 bucks. I mean, the case is pretty freaking awesome. I actually think the case is cooler than the watch. <laughs> the watch is cool because it's in the game, but it just makes me want like, a, like an actual... Oh, Apple Watch, sorry. It just makes me want like an actual smartwatch, like an actual nice, high-quality wearable. I've not done a wearable or a watch in a super long time. I always had like big clunky watches in like high school, so over you know by and large my my impression of of the game we don't need to talk about the watch my impression of the game I don't think I would change my score I think I would give this game a seven and a half as it currently stands right I I, I, I probably would have given it a seven so I think maybe the score is bumped a teeny bit but see it's really really hard to justify increasing the score just because I'm having a better time. Because, and now that sounds weird to say, but track with me here. The reason I'm having a better time is because I altered and lowered my expectations. I don't know if that's the greatest context to be like, well, I'm going to raise the score now. I mean, like, do you see what I'm saying? Do you see where I'm coming from? It's like, I yeah, I'm having a better time, but I'm playing Fallout in space. Like, I don't know if that's necessarily worth a glowing review i think it's worth a good to okay review but i don't know if i would say oh yeah man i'm definitely gonna bump my score now i enjoyed your gameplay yesterday yes my gameplay yesterday you can literally watch the game kind of win me over you can watch it happen like as i'm playing i get the neon no spoilers I get to Neon, I'm doing this sort of clandestine style mission, where I'm sneaking around and stuff, and slowly but surely, I'm like, okay, I get it. And again, that was the stream where I came, I kind of came to the realization, I was like, this isn't No Man's Skyrim. It's not what I was hoping for. It's Fallout in space. Very, very, very much so. Under every surface, under every inventory issue, every gun, every UI, every NPC, every gunfight, it's like, this is fallout in space and i don't think that's deserving of me being like well it was pretty middling and i I, you know about a seven at launch well now it's a nine like i just i can't justify doing that uh in the face of so much what i would call fair disappointment i i can't justify raising the score if that makes sense i called it fallout in space before it dropped Right, and James, nobody really knew. Like, No Man's Skyrim was a term that came about because people were looking forward to the game. I think there were folks that were hoping that's that that's what they would get. I'm right there with you. Once I ignored all the marketing leading up to the game, I had a really good time. The micro the marketing was hyperbolic. Right, and there's no, in and, and from where I sit. There's no reason to keep beating that dead horse. There just isn't. I, there just isn't. Like, I get it. I think we're all well within our right to be disappointed when a game falls short of what the marketing seems to be aiming at, right? They're like, we're going up there. And it's like, you're right here, okay? Like, you didn't get to where you were pointing. I think it's fair to point that out it's not productive to beat that dead horse. I think we have fairly surmised and judged the game's quality against the backdrop of the marketing. And I think once we move on from that, we say, okay, if you play the game, if you play the game on the game's terms, can you have a good time? Because fundamentally for me, I... I I spent a lot of money, right? I bought the collector's edition. I bought it on Steam, and it's like, I I want to get, I want to get some game out of this, right? That's why I was thrilled they fixed Jedi Survivor. It's like I really want to. Well, there's a, a much more vested interest there because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Yo, Ragnarok gifts a member. Thank you. I'm sorry. Gifts five members to the community. Thank you so much. Bump the line to 13. Two more singles and see if you guys cannot tempt one. Of the big boys to drop a 10 bomb on the stream this fine early Friday morning. Guys, don't forget, Fridays are always really, really full. I'll be streaming with 30 and so gaming in about 45 minutes. And then tonight, I'll be on Crossfire with Mooch. And then, I will be doing a member stream with Madam where we play some Baldur's Gate 3. Um, How are you hoping to be able to play the game and which expectations have you lowered? I was hoping to have the breadth and the depth of Skyrim as an RPG mingled with the exploration of No Man's Sky. And I'm so many of the things I thought I was going to be doing, like building the Starship Enterprise, not really a reason to do that. Uh, the ship is in large part decoration. Now, if you like combat... I think there's a little bit more reason to invest in and care about your ship. I wasn't interested in combat. I was going to build a space exploration vessel. Your ship just doesn't matter. <laughs> you know? Your ship just doesn't matter. You know? I dub said, I remember a certain fan base saying Returnal flopped and was low-rated trash. I wonder if they still feel the same way today. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Returnal's user scores on Metacritic I never took too seriously. A lot of those people had no idea they were buying a rogue. And I don't take the user scores on Metacritic for Starfield seriously at all. It's a freaking joke. We all know what's happening. It's a freaking review bomb. Metacritic likes review bombs. It's good for business. It's good for ad revenue. They don't do anything to try to stop it. They don't verify purchase. The Metacritic user score is a freaking joke, right? The ship can hold cargo. Yeah, but it's not a—it's not experiential. It just isn't experiential. <laughs> Yo, it's good life flows. You know, sure, I can add to it so I have more storage. Come on, that's mechanical. I wanted to build the dadgum starship enterprise, man. I wanted to explore strange new worlds. And I don't have to. I can just use the UI. I can use the menu to fast travel everywhere. The ship doesn't matter. You know? Uh, Ray says Reforge, what made you think this was going to be No Man's Sky? Did Todd or everyone say it was? They said you could not fly around and land. How is that not your weird expectations projected? So when they said it was a massive open world game with unparalleled freedom and it was a game that centered around exploration you thought I was wrong to expect No Man's Sky levels of exploration? Did I say anything about landing on planets? Did I say anything about taking off from planets? I didn't say that. Ironically, you're the one projecting. I didn't say any of that. I said I expected the depth and breadth of Skyrim mingled with the exploration of No Man's Sky. And the exploration in this game, you read any review, even the positive reviews are like exploration's just really not a focus. It's very much additive. It's like a sidecar. It's not the main thing. And they made it seem like it was. You're, you will never, ever convince me. You will never convince me. Go back and watch all of the marketing. They talked about it's this massive open world. Play however you want. It's an exploration game with unparalleled freedom. That's I'm telling you, I don't want to beat this dead horse, but my expectations of No Man's Skyrim are 100% fair. They did not market this as if it was Fallout in space, homie. They didn't. If they would have marketed this like Fallout in Space, like a linear RPG with a compelling story and and really, really fun RPG mechanics, I don't think any of us would have been as excited as we were, but I also don't think we'd be as upset either. (laughs) We'd be like, oh, cool. You guys decided to take your RPG expertise to the stars, right? Two spot from Ricky. Baldur's Gate 3 proves Bug Thesda and Blizzard don't care. I mean, I, I'm i tired of Baldur's Gate 3 being weaponized. I really am. Baldur's Gate 3 does not exist for you to wail on other studios and developers. Like, it's a good game, and it's going to win game of the year. But it's not a baseball bat in your hand. I just, I don't think, I just feel like Larian has experienced everything that's wrong with gaming right now. <laughs> They've experienced everything. They've experienced console fanboys acting like complete buffoons. It's not the Series S. Shut the frick up. It is the Series S, okay? Bill Spencer says it's not a hardware issue. He's lying to you, all right? Some of the worst things have had to transpire because Larian made a really good game, all right? They've had to experience that. They've had to experience PlayStation fanboys being like, it's a timed exclusive, and this game makes... Shut up like that's Baldur's Gate 3 does not exist for you to weaponize it in your stupid petty Twitter fights like just cut it out it's it's an award-winning you know earth-shattering tectonic surprising game and it's been turned into some dumb weapon for petty weird behavior it's just the whole thing's weird how many copies of Baldur's Gate 3 sold on PlayStation uh, it soared It during pre-orders. It soared above Madden for a while. It was the first and second most purchased game for like a couple of days. So I think it did quite well. Now, I don't know how well it's going to do with respect to completion rates. I think Baldur's Gate 3... On both consoles, is not gonna is not gonna stick as well as it did on PC. I think the audiences are quite a bit different. I think Baldur's Gate Three will do okay on console. I don't think it's going to be. You're not going to see it hit the levels of completion on Steam. I mean, you're seeing that now in Starfield. By the way, you're seeing that play out in Starfield. Go to Starfield on Steam. And look at the completion numbers of how many people have gotten to level 5 and how many people have gotten to level 10. It's like double on Steam compared to Xbox. That is worrying. It doesn't take that long at all to get to level 5. And the vast majority of Xbox users haven't hit level 5. It's like, I think two play sessions of about an hour and a half will get you to level 5. Then they're... They're not doing it. And I'm telling you, I think it's because these type of games do a little bit better on PC. I also think Game Pass is playing a role. I think people are trying out the game on Game Pass. They get two hours in and they're like, miss me with that. I don't know what this game's about. It's slow. It's boring. And that, again, comes back to the onboarding discussion. This game does a very poor job of onboarding. The player. I personally would rework the entire opening. I would skip so much of it. Get them to get them to where they've got a ship and where they're flying around. Get them to that planet where you go in the room and you're kind of floating around and you get an ability and then get them to Neon. If you can get them to Neon and get them doing that quest, I think more people would say, got it. I got it. I'm good. I get this game. I understand it. It takes so long to get there. So long. And I think that's why you're seeing the score. The worst area right now where the score is the lowest is on Xbox. People are more casual on console. Um, I think it depends on the game. I also think it depends on what you mean by casual. You know, I think it depends on what you mean by casual. Uh, Because. In many respects, I think there are people who play on PC that... I'm sorry, there are people who play casually on PC, and there are people who play really, really hardcore on console. It really comes down to, you know... I think it comes down to the game itself and the player base, because some games, you have a very large and ravenous audience on console, and then other games less so you know I, it's I, it's hard to know what you mean to like casual there are people who play you know call of duty right 48 of the of the purchasing audience gets it on playstation and they play there and that's all they play they don't play anything else they only play call of duty well i would say that's you know that's pretty hardcore that's pretty committed that's pretty you know, that's also pretty narrow and rigid, right? That's somebody who's just decided this is all I care about. We've seen that in other games, right? We, we've, we've seen that in games like Destiny where, you know, people you'll pick one game and that's pretty much all they play. That's all they stick to. Um, I don't think that's uncommon, but I also think it's weird to be like, yep, console players are casual. I think console players tend to not get as heavily invested in games like Baldur's Gate 3 or more traditional games like Baldur's Gate 3, and I think that that's totally fine. I don't think it's a big deal at all. I don't think that means that, like, Baldur's Gate 3 is going to fail on console. I just think it's not going to... I don't think people will go the distance with Baldur's Gate 3 on console. I don't think they will. You're going to look at completion rates of, like, levels. Let's just make up a completion thing, right? Level 10. Level 10. Right? The number of people that hit level 10 in Baldur's Gate 3 will be significantly lower on PlayStation than PC. It just will. He's changing his tune of his next video. It'll be a re-review just like all the other trash talkers out there that are re-reviewing it so they can get another view on a stupid video. Well, I didn't trash talk this game. What you're saying is simply untrue. That's just such a false narrative. Like, I, I, people continue to try to run that narrative on me. Number one, I'm not re-reviewing it. Number two, I'm not I'm not altering my score because the criticisms still stand. And number three, I have over 40 uploads about Starfield and over 50 live shows about Starfield. Do you really think, like, go to the channels that are dyed-in-the-wool Sony pony channels that have done nothing but bash Starfield. Are, do they have a video like this? Did they did they do 50 live shows about it? Did they do order over 40 uploads about it? Did they defend the game? Did they defend the game's NPCs? Did they defend the game when we found out you couldn't land on the planets? Did they defend the game against I think like there were 11, really really unfair No Man's Sky comparisons in the early days and I defended the game against those unfair comparisons? Did the, did, the, did the did the Sony Pony Starfield haters do that? Like I I did that for months. For months and months and months I did that. I pre-ordered the collector's edition. Folks can make fun of me all they want on Twitter for doing that. I'm sorry you couldn't afford one, by the way, the guys that like dogging on me. Like, are you jealous? Is this making you feel, is this hurting your fiefies? Like, what's the problem here? I like the game! I wanted to play it for a really long time! Like, just because I was critical of what? I didn't start getting critical of this game until we learned it was 30 FPS. You want to go out here, and you want to you cheer for, and you want to act like 30 FPS is no problem, or call it fake outrage, you're the sellout. Like, you're the one that has no standards. Like, forgive me for having standards. Like, just because you've decided to hold Xbox's pocket out on the yard, I'm not doing that, okay? You're doing that. Keep holding their pocket, and keep defending 30 FPS. I'm not going to do that. And if that makes me a Starfield hater... I don't care that 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 just betrays insecurity the fact that you can't act like well there's elements of the game that are disappointing there's elements of this game that are disappointing there's plenty of games I love that I find elements of what they do disappointing I love Hellblade I got a lot of criticisms for a couple of the areas in Hellblade I love Ghost of Tsushima I think some of the missions in Ghost of Tsushima are ridiculous like why is this even in the game right that's just what you do I think when you play any game you find things that you think are disappointing I got to thank some people. Eugene hit 24 months in a red badge. He's at a VIP plus. You just crap on Starfield so you could do an I was wrong video or appear neutral, you effing pony. Uh, a gifted member from Mike on a Mike. A gifted member from Brad Devries. Thank you so much. That's two more gifted members. Tempting a 10 bomb. That is 15. That's a 10 bomb layup. And a five spot from Mike on a Mike says, good morning, people working and lurking. I'm not even feeding the trolls. I'm, I am... I. am. It's never to me about, oh, you're being a troll. It's that you're a liar. Do you see the difference? Trolls will come in and call me a name. Trolls will come in and act like an infant okay we just ban those people usually my producer takes care of that or one of my mods takes care of that but when someone wants to come in and run a false narrative like well you're only doing this you did nothing but bash the game it's like okay i'm gonna give you a little assignment all right i know you probably aren't good at assignments you're not good at homework you're you know your parents are probably disappointed in you and you live terminally on twitter The word assignment might be triggering for you, but I'm going to give you a little assignment. I want you to go and look at my 50-plus live shows, and I want you to find spots where I quote-unquote trashed Starfield. Do it. Substantiate your claims with actual videos. And I'm not talking about like a two-second clip where I'm irritated about 30 FPS or performance issues in the footage. That's just speaking factually. Trashing a game would be me saying... It's trash. It's garbage. It's not worth playing. It looks like it's going to be an absolute flopper failure. I've constantly pushed back on those. I had somebody say yesterday that because it's in the 80s, it's a flop. I'm like, it's not a flop. What do you mean it's a flop? How is this a flop? Just because it's in the 80s? Like, that's somebody bashing the game. That's somebody hating on the game. I've not done that. I can tell you textures don't load well on the S, and I've had a few crashes and stutters. But it runs smooth on the S, yes, I thought. Ula Tech and Henry Heck, both gifting members. of the line to 17. Thank you so much, guys, for gifting some members today. Streamers that buy games write off in taxes. I'm not saying you don't like the game, but saying you bought the game isn't really a flex. I, I typically don't flex when I buy a game, but when someone's gonna make fun of me for buying the collector's edition, like, come on, man. Your jealousy's showing. Like, literally. My branding's green. Your skin is green, bro. Like, come on. Jealousy's not a good look on anybody. Like, I buy the collector's editions for stuff. Look, I I do. Oh, that's the video game. Whoops, where's the other camera? There it is. I like to buy collector's editions for games that I'm interested in. You see a Mortal Kombat collector's edition over there? you see a Street Fighter Collector's Edition? How about Gran Turismo? No, because I'm not interested in those games. I like to buy Collector's Editions of games that I love. There's God of War Ragnarok. There's Diablo. You got Starfield up there. I got my, my Spider-Man plates. Forgive the frick out of me for being interested in lots of different games. Like, my goodness. Like... I know in their two-brain-celled world, it's like, well, I only like one side of the aisle. I'm sorry that my existence is so confusing for you, right? You're like a Neanderthal that stumbled onto the set of Star Trek. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not not beholden to one side. I'm going to do the same thing when Hellblade comes out. What are you going to do then? Hellblade's my all-time favorite game. What are you going to do when Hellblade 2 comes out and I buy the Hellblade Collector's Edition? What's going to happen? You're going to have an aneurysm? They're going to find your body in some room? They're like, he was living terminally on Twitter, and the last thing he saw was this screenshot of someone named Reforged Gaming with the Hellblade 2 Collector's Edition. And the shock killed him. Like, what the... Come on. <laughs> Gee, many Christmas. Where's your wall of Xbox controllers? <laughs> well, uh, they're outside. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I have a bunch of Xbox controllers out in the living room in front of my television, and they all have stick drift. <laughs> i'm down to like one that doesn't have stick drift it's a real tragedy donnie with four months look at that watch everyone he's got the watch 14 months from paul it's really honesty and integrity your thing right this has come uh from you claiming 100 hours give or take yet but no trophy for the first boss what what are you talking about what game are you talking about, Paul? Anyway, Astro Candy with 20 more months on a VIP. I mean you put Kappa, so I know you're kidding around, Paul, but I'm not sure what you're talking about. What are we looking at here? Oh, top sold games? Armored core? Goodness gracious. We need the clip of of Lono looking the Xbox controller. Right, and saying that I love Phil Spencer. <laughs> uh I wish I had clips from E3 2017 and 2018 where I was like, yo, Xbox's showcase was so much better. Sony's showcase was so stupid. I was heavily critical of both those showcases in uh, in 2017 and 2018. I always thought Xbox's showcases were better. I wish I had the footage from that. I was always way more heavily uh, in Xbox's corner. Acting like the PlayStation controller hasn't the same issues... I'm not acting like the PlayStation controller doesn't have the same issues. In fact, I always correct people on that. And I've always said that stick drift is not specific to one console. It's specific to the sticks themselves. They come from the same manufacturer. So, you know, once again, presumption and projection gets you nowhere other than looking like a fool. I've corrected that record every time it comes up. I was literally just saying, I do have a bunch of Xbox controllers. Sadly, they they all have stick drift. I have three Xbox Elite controllers. They all have stick drift. Um my two Nintendo Pro controllers thankfully have not experienced it yet. My Joy-Cons not yet and my PlayStation DualSense controllers um I don't know if any of them have have stick drift yet. I don't think so. But I have I have always told people that's not unique to one console. It's the stu they, they just need to switch to the the magnet like the what's it called the hall technology or whatever the frick so there's no um there's no friction. It's uh, they use magnets. Those are those never have stick drift. Ula Tech was seven months. Pony here. We all need to celebrate the S tier games this year. It's fun to jab at Microsoft, but this is NCAA fandom gone wrong. Playing more Armored Core 6. I don't have time for Armored Core 6. Um, I am going to be doing my best to complete Jedi Survivor. I am just loving that game. I put it down. I got the Kobo which is kind of when the game starts and I put it down cuz the freaking the 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 performance was garbage. Hall effect, thank you the Hall effect joysticks. And they just fixed everything on console. Like I've had some weird pop-in in Jedi Survivor like in the cutscenes and stuff. And I don't care. The frame rate, rock solid. I'm loving it. Combat's awesome. I beat my first Rancor. There's these things called fractured challenges. I did one of those last night. It was so hard, but it was so satisfying and fun. Like, I figured out how to, you know, navigate it. I I don't know if I cheesed it or I did what they kind of wanted you to do, but it was pretty cool. I was having the enemy, like, hurt the other enemies in the room. It was fun. Uh, I'm trying not to spoil it. And the story and the cutscenes, I'm so happy to be back in Jedi Survivor. And yes, I'm playing on PS5 and um and so i'm putting down final fantasy 16 i want final fantasy 16 to get a performance mode patch um so i'm kind of putting that down hoping for that i don't want to finish final fantasy 16 and then be like oh yeah we pushed out the patch um so i'm hoping that we get that maybe alongside of the dlc that they've talked about and with respect to starfield um i actually am considering Figuring out how to get Starfield in my living room. I have a rig out there. It was a rig I got from my wife when we were going to play Borderlands 3. And I believe it has a 2080 Ti. I'm not quite sure what the CPU is in it. And, um... I'd love to play out there. I really would. I'd love to just slowly chisel away at this, uh... This story. Because the story... If you're just tuning in, the reason that Starfield's winning me over is... I got... No spoilers. I got to Neon. There's like a clandestine mission... And it's a more... It's actually a more RPG Fallout-style mission than all the missions up to there. Most of the missions early on is go to this place, go into this facility or cave, kill everyone, get the thing, and get out. Like, that's basically the earliest missions. And I don't... That, that doesn't bother me. I think missions like that are fine. But the the mission on, on Neon was really enjoyable. And then the story got really good at the conclusion of the neon mission now remember people are like we told you you just needed to play longer it's not that i played longer it's that i played differently i think that's where this game's gonna lose people is that if they don't know that it took it took some people i read i was reading on twitter Different feedback. It took some people between 12 and 15 hours to get where I am and how I'm feeling. It took Maddie Plays like 20 hours to get where I am and how I'm feeling. And I got there faster because of their input. It t- I think it took them longer because they were kind of being aimless, right? They're taking pictures, they're exploring. I wasn't doing that. I was like, I'm beelining, I'm just main questing. And I think. That's a significant problem with the onboarding because that's where I think you're losing a lot of. I think I think you're you're going to lose a lot of people in in Game Pass funnel especially. I think a lot of the people that you're you're sort of getting in in the game, they're in the Game Pass funnel, they're trying out the game for the you know for the very first time. I think that you're going to lose them. Right? I think they're gonna say like I just don't get it or oh it's just taking too long or eh, whatever um you know when when even your positive reviews are saying just press on you know get to hour 10 <laughs> get to hour 10 <laughs> I just think that's a tall order game pass mm, I said it yesterday I think there's gonna be some hard lessons learned here I think game pass is gonna is... I don't know. I don't know if it's going to affect Starfield or Bethesda, but if I'm Xbox, I I can't imagine it being a good thing to have a game of this size, this notoriety, this much marketing, um, scoring the lowest on the Xbox platform, and more than likely... I'm just going to assume that not only is it scoring lower there, it's probably not getting the best player engagement numbers and reception. And so the question is, will that affect Microsoft's outlook on games like this? Will it affect their outlook on Game Pass and sort of like Game Pass's role? Does that make sense? I... I just, I don't know, it's like, games like this seem like a, just, they seem antithetical to Game Pass Gaming, to, you don't have to buy games, you just get to try games. You know? That's exactly it, says chapter 8. I said when the reviews first came out, uh, that the people who spent a little time trying everything seemed negative, and the ones who picked a couple of things seemed way more positive. Why is that guy saying everyone who worked on a game should be in the credits? I'm once again asking you to respect people's time and work. Why is he saying that? Seems to be becoming an issue everywhere. Starfield coming out immediately after Baldur's Gate 3 was not great for Starfield. I find myself comparing them a fair bit. Um, I mean, I don't think you can avoid that. I think I do. I I think for you personally, it's like, what are you supposed to do? not, not have those memories in your head, what do you need to, like go with eternal sunshine of the spotless mind and have someone like erase your memory so like I can't get no man's sky's experience out of my brain, I just can't do it so the minute I'm on a planet and I'm running around I'm like, eh you know, the minute I'm hopping around and flying, you know I'm like, eh You know, like, I just, I feel like that's, it's, it's impossible for you to, I think it's impossible for you to not have those experiences in your brain. You know, I, you have been playing games and having these experiences and they become kind of a part of who you are. Five spot from true witty. By the way, Lona, you said yesterday you have to pick up the gun to get the ammo. Not true. You can pick up the ammo unless you want a dedicated button for loot. This is simply untrue. You are once again making the fatal error of correcting me when this has been tested and double tested. There are two things that happen in this game, True Witty. There are people who die, and you go up to their body, and there's a gun, and there's ammo. Grab the ammo first, and watch your ammo count go up. Then grab the gun, and watch your ammo count go up again. Then there are people who die, and you walk up to their body, and there is no ammo. There is simply a gun. Grab the gun, and your ammo will go up, even after you throw it back on the ground again. This has been tested, double tested, and triple tested, and people continue to correct me on this. It worked this way in Fallout 4, and it still works that way. There just needs to be another button. Take all, take, or when you highlight a gun, there should be a button that pops up that says, Take ammo, and you should be able to just take the ammo from the gun instead of having to pick up the gun cuz i ran through an area yesterday and i picked up like four grendels and then i threw them all on the ground and my ammo went up it, i'm telling you if you don't do that you're missing out on a ton of ammo over time a ton of it that doesn't happen to me you're 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 mistaken that's how it works i tested it hilly tested it dan tested it other people have tested it that's how it works Look, man, 70% of the time I kill somebody, they don't have any ammo on their body. It's just a gun. It's just a gun. I'm telling you right now, if you pick up that gun, your ammo count will go up. It's usually like 7 to 10 bullets. It's not a ton, right? But ammo shouldn't be in the gun. It should be a separate item. It's it, maybe it's Maybe why. Maybe it's how the engine works. I don't know. Maybe it's how the engine works. The gun was just being used in shooting and before they reloaded, it had, I don't know, seven or ten bullets in it. Crystal says, Lono is right. The gun has a magazine in it. Thank you. That's how it works. And that's how it worked in Fallout 4. And it was like, why didn't you innovate on this? You know? You have to scavenge? I'm not sure what you mean. Lono is correct. Thank you. I'm telling you, this has been checked and checked and double checked and triple checked, quadruple checked. This has been checked time and time again. And you will kill six or seven guys and, you know, five or six of them will not drop ammo. They'll just drop a gun. And I'm telling you, if you pick up all those guns and you throw them all back on the ground, you'll suddenly find yourself having a little bit more ammo. It's all. It's nice. Like your ammo economy is a little bit healthier modders will fix it i'm so freaking tired of hearing that (laughs) i feel like that should be the subtitle underneath the game i feel like that should be the subtitle underneath the game starfield the game of a generation dot 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 once the modders fix it like come on (laughs) can we can we stop i vote to dismiss dan's testing as much as he backseat games and was irritating me, he's obviously playing the game a whole lot it's ironic, I worked on two shipped titles from Bethesda not credited in either one, thank you Bethesda for making it virtually impossible to find another job in the industry oops um when you pick up a gun, whatever ammo is inside that gun will be removed from the gun once you put that gun in your inventory. That's how it worked in tons of games for 20 years. That's how it works in tons of games? Really? What games are you talking about? I know that's how it works in Fallout 4. I've not played very many games where you kill six guys in a row and they all drop the same dadgum weapon. What, what, what game are you talking about? You, what You said tons of games, actually. Can you list a handful? Uh, What a handful of games where you're killing tons of enemies and the ammo economy is intrinsically linked to them dropping weapons that have gun ammo in them. Call of duty. So call of is a loot based RPG where I'm having to pick up guns, store them in my inventory. And that's how I get the ammo. You do realize that in virtually every call of duty, you just run over their dead bodies, right? And you click, click. It just makes a click sound and you get ammo. There's also no inventory. There's no like, hey, I have I have five Thompsons. <laughs> Better throw them on the ground. What are you talking about? He hasn't played BGS games? No, I've just played Skyrim and Fallout 4 and Far Harbor. You're right, but I've not played Bethesda games. In fact, this problem exists in Fallout 4. The game has some impressive mechanics the planets all have a specific orbit in the galaxy and you can find planets that one day is in multiple on another planet pretty cool i that kind of stuff's not that impressive to me because it's just it's just like an interact it's just a skybox with a schedule i don't think the planet i don't think the planetary stuff's impressive at all To correct the record, I wasn't telling Lono that he had to put a point in lockpicking. I was saying it in response to his comment about using the DigiPick minigame. I'm not sure what you mean, Bristol. You ain't a real gamer. Oh, Brian's saying not the... You're talking about the other guy. I was like, I've played plenty of them. I wasn't making a counter argument, Reforge. I was substantiating your point. And Tons was probably exaggerating, but it's not that hard thing to code. That's the point. Oh, you were saying if this is how it works, it's worked this way in other games before. I understand. Okay, now, I thought you were, like, trying to tell me, like, it's always been this way. I was like, huh? (laughs) Not that hard to go. Do it then? Listen. No, set. Listen, Listen to me. Listen to me. I could program... Somebody right now, a modder, could program what is essentially a macro. That when you press take ammo, it goes pick up gun, drop gun. That would literally do it. That would do it. It would You'd see it happen, right? You'd see the gun go, flip, flip. It'd like come into you and out of you in a matter of a second. And you'd get the ammo from it, brother. Come on. I'm not armchair devving it and saying, this is so easy. But that's all a modder has to do. That's all Bethesda has to do is say, listen, let's add a third uh, button there that pops up when you highlight the gun and it says, take ammo. And all you got to do is tell the game to pick up the gun and drop the gun in that order. If such and such button is pressed, then pick up gun, drop gun, and then you get the ammo. Fr- you get the ammo from it. It would make looting a dream when you're going through and just trying to get some ammo, brother. It would be great. Now I gotta get ready. We're gonna be doing a show with 30 and so gaming, okay? A twenty-five spot from Samurai King. You should try the different faction missions. They're really good, especially UC and Crimson Fleet. I've heard that the faction missions are quite good. If they're as good as the main story missions, I would uh I would I would probably enjoy it. Now I'm gonna be discussing this game with 30 and so gaming. We're gonna be debating Is this a good game? Is Starfield good? It's going to be a debate, and we want you guys to come along with us. So do me a favor. Get us to... Can you get us to 400 likes and 25 members before we go to that stream? Okay? We're going to go to that stream. I'll give some members when I get over there, right? And, And let's get some likes on this video. This is how it worked in Fallout 4. Rare true statement from Lono. There's actually a Fallout 4 mod that forces all the guns to drop their ammo when NPCs die. What do you mean, rare true statement from Lono? What, you're implying that like I'm usually here lying can you point to a single time I've lied or not said things that are true where's the pattern of behavior that I'm dishonest where I think you're confusing me with some of the green podcasts I think I think you I think you have me confused with somebody else
1: <clears throat> what's going on
0: what's up what's up oh you're not gonna be able to see me hang on Thank you, Paul.
1: Lona, why do you hate gaming? (laughs) (laughs) Why, Why do you why do you hate gaming?
0: it's just you know it's how it's how you build a brand you hate on everything
1: yeah why, why do you hate so much
0: <laughs> uh okay hey Borbs Borbs taking care of business
1: do I remember the commercial Mikey like it of course I do that's every time someone saw me when I was a kid Mikey likes it Mikey likes it. Freaking hated that commercial.
0: What is going on with the connection here? Hang on. Let me switch scenes. I need to change the server we're on, I think. Um, You're like super I laggy.
1: Heard. Am I? That happened. Like- Maybe I'll disconnect and come back in.
0: Hang on. Hang on. I just switched it to the Eastern server. Now say something.
1: Hello how are you there we go that
0: fixed it it had region set to automatic and i just we must have been on a server that that, you know you didn't have a good connection to would be my guess uh oh i need this There we go, Lone Wolf. Thank you.
1: Monty, I don't want to ruin it for you. I'm actually way over thirty. I'm forty-five. So false advertisement on the on the on the gamer tag.
0: Yo, thank you, Lone Wolf. Walked it all the way to twenty-five by himself. You the man. We'll, we'll I'll gift the five I owe you guys in the talk show. I'll also give you guys a link in the chat. We're getting we're gonna redirect to it. We're going to have a bit of a debate. And one thing we love during these streams is we love your feedback. You might have to super chat to get our attention, but we appreciate all the engagement during the show. Thank you. Hen, uh, Hemi G is the agent of chaos, and is on his heels. Thank you guys so, so much. All
1: right. You guessed. You thought it was all... Oh, damn you. I'll shave. I look like I'm 20 I, I don't know, Mike I don't know if that's true anymore It it actually is I, I look hideous I look like <laughs> a <laughs> my, my son knows it That's why he doesn't want me to shave He's like, no No, keep the beard
0: Yeah When I shaved I just didn't I, don't, I just thought I looked different I don't feel like I
1: necessarily looked like When you shaved You looked like you were sick
0: <laughs> yeah i didn't look like a teenager i looked like i was ill It was like what yeah, happened you to that you Ill.
1: like what happened to his what, what's wrong with his face and no, i'm just joking
0: is he, in, is he in treatment is he okay
1: i did see the outpost silent warrior
0: yo what's good prowl good to see you in the chat i saw you in the chat earlier before i went live good to see you man you missed my opening monologue this morning how why is starfield winning me over what in the world happened
1: yeah starfield's slightly mm-hmm. above space invaders at this point yeah it's just a, a close bet. it's it's close it's a teeny bit that would be so awesome though if there was like a like a Easter egg or something of space invaders inside of starfield like you find a magazine cover or something with a with the picture of it or I don't know it's just something that'd be that'd be cool
0: there were uh, there were some cool things like that in the viewfinder game. You could like there were, like these mini games.
1: And stuff. Oh, is that that game that you would like walk through the pictures and stuff like that? Like you would take a snapshot and then walk through that? Is that what you're talking about? The viewfinder? mm Hmm. Okay. I never played it, but I remember seeing that that game on over the summer.
0: It's what if you, I think it's PlayStation exclusive right now. It's one of the coolest puzzle games. I've ever played so good. Okay. Uh, what are we doing here? Starfield
1: is good debate. What's my favorite load screen? Like in Starfield or in <laughs> they're being, general? <laughs> they're being at. It's no, being I know. At I S- know. In in general. Do you want do you want to know my favorite in Starfield? Because I take my own pictures in Starfield, so I can look at that.
0: <laughs> What's your favorite loading screen? That's like that question that they asked on that news broadcast. So, like, why did you not optimize for PC? Yeah, I, I, I'm like, well, he, who, he said who he, is the he hole that cleared that,
1: cleared that question? Yeah, they they asked that they said we, we asked people to, to type in and this is the question. I was like, what a douche.
0: It's such a loaded question. It's like it's like it's like uh, Todd, why did you abandon your children? Like what you can't do that. You can't like make an accusation with your question. That's BS. I thought that was so unprofessional.
1: I like how Phil Spencer laughed. When the question was asked, and then and then Todd, you saw <laughs> you saw Phil was just like chuckling, like ah, I told you that was gonna happen. Yeah, I could see get that interview ending, and Phil
0: being like, "What the f- was that? <laughs> like what? How dare you? <laughs> that was so lame. Like you, we we're here doing you an interview, and you, and that's what you're gonna do. And frick you. That's what I'd have said. <laughs> this interview is over. I'd have ripped my mic off." <laughs> <laughs> Played on Game Pass, right? Upgrade your PCs, all right? <laughs> I'm out. My freaking well, that's, that's
1: what that's what they should have said. Well, if you can't af- if you can't afford a, a brand new PC, you might want to jump into Game Pass. It's only it's only ten bucks.
0: Yeah, play it on <laughs> play it on your TV through the cloud, man. Shut oh, the freak up. That's what I'd have said. Todd <laughs> Todd should have been like, listen, it is optimized. Just work hard at not being poor. <laughs> <laughs> just totally, just be a total a hole about it. Like, it's not, I've, <laughs> we didn't make this game for the poor. <laughs>
1: what are you running? A 1060? It's not my problem. Next question. I would have actually loved, I would have, I would have mad respected that if he, if he did that. Bethesda CEO comes unglued
0: <laughs> in <laughs> unprecedented interview about video game. Todd Howard hates poor people. <laughs> That's it, that's it. 16 times the detail. Kind of what he said. He had every right to say it. It It's like, what do you mean we did optimize it? You know? I mean, it obviously has problems on PC. It's not perfect. But I don't think anybody has said it's like... It's not been optimized. There have been plenty of games that have come out this year that are not optimized on PC. Okay, we can talk about that. Starfield actually is not in that category. (laughs) There's plenty of games. All right, I'm going to put a bunch of links in chat, guys. Do me a favor. Before we head over to this stream, I need 40 more people to hit the like button, all right? And then when we get over to this new stream, uh, do me a favor and smash the like button over there as well. It helps the stream get started. I'll give some members as soon as we get over there. Uh, hang on a second. I gotta do this so that I don't hide Michael. All right. Thanks so much for checking out another weekly segment where I sit down with 30 and Still gaming. And this week... We're going to talk Starfield. This is sort of a preliminary verdict, all right? We're not necessarily ready to give the final verdict on the game. I've been covering the game throughout the week, kind of moving from a lot of disappointment to trying to enjoy it to kind of turning a corner with it. And we're going to kind of debate between each other and with the audience. Is this a good game? Like the review scores and a lot of the drama surrounding this game so if you like this kind of content hit subscribe hit the bell button so you don't miss this weekly segment and then be sure to click on 30 and so gaming's name in the description it should be down there as 30 n s g and it should be a clickable name and i'm going to end the previous stream where i said why is starfield winning me over and i'm going to redirect folks over here from that